Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We are still riding high on the Western Conservative Summit. Just wrapped up a few weeks ago, and a lot of news coverage. We're going to be discussing the presidential straw poll. We're going to be discussing kind of the top issues that came out of the Western Conservative Summit today. And then my guest for all four segments is Dr. Gary Stewart, Associate Professor of History at Colorado Christian University. And big new announcement, he is the new Dean of the School of Humanities and Social Sciences. You're going to want to get a chance to listen and understand and learn from Dr. Gary Stewart Uh, Listen to this background, Ph.D. in Church History and Historical Theology from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, a master's degree in Historical Theology from Westminster Theological Seminary, a master's of divinity like me. we got two pastors up here today, a B.A. in History, South Dakota State University. Stewart's specialty is American Political and Religious History has published multiple books in his field, one dealing with Christian approaches to social reform in antebellum America, and another examining the patriot or the patriot clergy's argument for political resistance during the American Revolution. So basically, how did pastors deal with everything that was happening in the American Revolution? But Dr. Stewart, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. So Let's talk a little bit about the straw poll. This made a lot of national news coming out of the Western Conservative Summit. So we do what's called an approval vote. So at the Western Conservative Summit, you vote for more than just one candidate. You get a chance to uh, vote for multiple candidates. And the reason I do this is I kind of want to get a sentiment analysis. Is there a style of candidates that is that people are drawn to more than just kind of vote for one and one only, especially since we have an off-year election. And it's important for me to remind everybody that we're not in the business of winning elections or campaigns. We have nothing to do with that. We are a 501c3 organization. But we, we do these approval votings for conservative attendees to the Western Conservative Summit to get a sense of what what kind of candidates are interesting and relevant right now to conservative grassroots supporters? And are there trends and themes? And for the second year in a row, Ron DeSantis comes out on top, even over Donald Trump. And what's interesting is they come out way ahead of everybody else. So Ron DeSantis, 71%. Donald Trump, 67%. Only a small difference. We had about 1,100 people that that voted in this poll. And that's about a difference of about 20 or 30 people that approve of Ron DeSantis a little bit more than Donald Trump. But they're way out ahead of everybody else. Ted Cruz comes in at 28%, so nearly 40 points back from the two front runners. Then Dr. Ben Carson at 24%, Sarah Huckabee Sanders at 18%, Tim Scott, governor or uh, senator, 17%, Mike Pompeo, 16%, Donald Trump Jr., 16%, Nikki Haley, 15%, Mike Pence, 14%, comes in 
10th place. So there's a lot to gather and, and to discuss out of this. But you maybe say, well, those numbers don't add up to 100%. And you're right, they don't. This is because this is an approval vote. So you can vote for more than one person. Vote for all the candidates you approve for president. So here are some of the interesting trends. You have Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump way out ahead of everybody else. Then Ted Cruz. Mike Pence coming in at 10th. A conservative evangelical comes in 10th at one of the most conservative evangelical gatherings in the country. But I'm going to ask Dr. Gary Stewart here. You're a, you're a thoughtful person. You're active and engaged. You served with Matt Bevin out of Kentucky. So you're not uh, just an academic. You've been on the ground working uh, in politics. So what does this say about the current conservative movement, in your opinion, Dr. Stewart? Well, I think that those who identify as conservative are still very happy to support Donald Trump and think that he is certainly um, you know, a leading choice for helping advance conservative ideals. And so, yeah, Mike Pence doesn't even really register in many people's minds, but, but Trump is still, those who you know, identify as conservative are still very happy to support uh, Donald Trump. That seems to me the biggest takeaway. Yeah, and he continues with this. Ron DeSantis a little bit ahead. So let's talk about that dynamic a little bit. So there's a lot that they're that's kind of similar about the two, right? They're fighters. They take on the press. If the press challenges them, they don't mind pushing back. But uh, but Ron edges out a little bit. So what do you think that edging out? Just a few percentage points, about four percentage points. It's in, out of a thousand eleven hundred people that voted. It's roughly twenty thirty people. What do you think that little edge to Ron DeSantis means? Yeah, I wonder if some are concerned about electability. If they wonder, yeah, they like Trump in general, but they're just not sure if he can withstand the uh, you know the January six issues, uh, twice impeachment. You know, can he bring in enough votes to win? Uh, he lost his last election, and so there is that. Can he can he flip Wisconsin? Can he flip Georgia? I think some people are concerned that maybe he's too polarizing, and so maybe they're thinking our best bet is Ron DeSantis. DeSantis is a fighter too, so why hitch our wagons to Trump with all the baggage? DeSantis doesn't have the baggage, and he's just as much of a fighter, so maybe he gets a little edge in some people's minds. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot that's correct about that, and you know, when the the actual election comes up and we're going to have to find this out in the next few months because no one's going to make an announcement till after november they've got to get through midterms before they make any clear announcements ron DeSantis right now is kind of making it a, 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 a sense that he is going to focus in on florida and not going to run for president which means donald trump is likely going to be the republican nominee at this point now but still has a tremendous amount of support among grassroots conservatives Ted Cruz, generally can seem seen as a fighter, but still 40 points back. But the, the, I would say the thoughtful conservative approach of the Bush years, of Romney's nomination that Mike Pence kind of comes out of, we're not gonna uh, take the conservative or the left on head on, but we wanna be uh, more reserved in our engagement, doesn't seem to be polling conservative grassroots in the ways that they have before. And I think that's an, an important, unique moment in the conser in conservative history, Dr. Stewart. Yeah, I, th I think that um, also um, Mike Pence and Ted Cruz just have not recovered from the withering attacks 
leveled against them by Donald Trump. And so those who tend to support Trump would also support his criticisms of the kind of milk toast approach to um, conservative issues and to uh, the mainstream press and the uh, Democratic establishment in general. Um, I think there's a desire to someone who can fight, and uh, certainly DeSantis made his platform fighting against the COVID restrictions and lockdowns. And um, people are fed up with the establishment. And so those who want to get along to go along, those who are maybe uh, their approaches to build bridges, I think, do not have the same appeal for uh, for today's conservatives. Well, and there is this general thinking that conservatives prior to Trump were kind of folks that got to liberal ideas just slower. Uh, you don't see major conservative successful agendas driven necessarily during the Bush years. Uh, uh, Romney has clearly shifted away from even the person he was. And I worked on the Romney operation in 2012. Uh, it operates a different role now. And I think what we saw during the Trump years was you can really drive a conservative agenda. We can get conservative judges in in a way that we've never before. We can deregulate in a way we've never before. We can fight the press in a way we've never done before. We can actually go back and drive a conservative agenda. And from what I get, being out among grassroots conservatives all the time, whether they're Tea Party rallies or the Western Conservative Summit or activities like that, is that they can, we, there's a general sense that if you get a fighter in there, we can drive a conservative agenda, we can do an America first agenda, it's a populist agenda. Uh, that's very different than what we've had before in the past. And that's what I think con grassroots conservatives are still hungry for. Uh, the, the woman that just won recently down in uh, Texas, just the other day, first Mexican born woman to ever be elected to Congress comes from the Republican Party, came from an America first agenda, and it tends to be doing pretty well. She won her, uh, the special election is now going into Congress. So there's a big appetite, I think, still for candidates that are like that. And the conservative movement is very broad. You know, we have lots of different factions. You go to any conservative gathering, you'll find all these different factions in there. Uh, but it seems like broadly the conservative movement still is very much in support of the fighters out there. Uh, when we look at the top rated speakers and we have our attendee survey here, top rated speaker at the 2022 Western Conservative Summit was Representative Lauren Boebert uh, from Colorado, followed by Alan West and Dr. Stewart, who is third on the list there? Is it Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Yes. Yep. Sarah Huckabee Sanders came in third, uh, followed by Tulsi Gabbard and Matt Walsh. So those, that gives you a flavor of kind of where the conservative grassroots movement is. When we come back, we're going to discuss some of the top-rated issues. What were the major issues that appealed to conservatives at the Western Conservative Summit this year? Education being the top among them. Second, energy independence, of course, dealing with high gas prices. Third, gun rights and uh, protecting the Second Amendment. Fourth, election integrity. That was number one last year crime, religious freedom, pro-life, immigration, border security. All of these were kind of the top rated issues that conservatives need to take on at the Western Conservative Summit. So when we come back, Dr. Stewart and I will dive into issues. What were the most important issues to conservatives? You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We'll be right back. <music> 